Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Solo cup. Hold you're on, saying, time out. You're time saying out. not. Hold on. Time out. You're saying Intangibles doesn't have claim to Red Solo. Cup. No, I think you're wrong. No, they have, they a, have song, a song. Red Toby Solo Keith. cup. Solo cup. I but I think it's, it's, it's a country it's thing, a southern thing. Okay, well, you know, the, now we're now we're Whoa. quibbling. You, you, you but it ain't. It ain't. No, no, no. It ain't. Listen, that ain't your thing. I would, I, just I, Toby would, venture, Keith I, would I would venture to say I've drank out even in my. Lack of years I've come up No, no, up no, but it's a college thing, too. You know, it was never so close. Yeah, but I would say I've, I've drank out of way more solo cups than you have. Oh. Way more. Yeah. What? Way it's more. True. Not even close. Yeah. Dude, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Do you guys- You know where I'm from? You could drive around with liquor-filled red solo cup? Mm. That's all it was in my car. We go to the country. It's like an hour and 30-minute drive to go to Hasburg, You're Mississippi. trying to say you get my more solo cup than I solo My dad- would not leave the house without his road drink. What are you talking about? Well, was it a red solo cup? Yes. Mm. This conversation literally started because I have a coffee cup. Well, no, I don't like the fact that he said that's the intangibles version Apparently of a solo cup, this. which is not true. Okay. Yeah. I'm intangibles. I've never seen one of those. What Second of all, uh, I've drinking out of plenty of solo cups, regular solo cups, and I don't, I don't feel like that has a, you know, listen, we have a lot of divides in this world of race. I feel like the solo cup uh, crosses crosses paths, right. even though Toby Keith did sing a song about it. Red solo cup, I fill you up. Let's have a party. Speaking of, <clears throat> we have a pair of tickets to Stars and Strings to give away. We'll do that uh, at the end of the segment. All right, all right. So keep on listening for that. What is that, Red Solo Cup? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't remember. You guys, I bet you guys don't even still use Red Solo Cups because you guys I, change. You turn your back. You're no, the man now. What are you now. talking about? Right now in my kitchen yeah. is it's piled up to I've here. I've never seen you drink out of a Red Solo never. Cup. Never. What? Never. I've been to your house plenty. All yeah. The time. What? 
all the time. Dude, never. Well, not if I'm drinking. Never. If I'm like drinking this in the can, I'm no pouring You're not even in the a beer drinker. No, listen, sometimes Look at I drink that. the Angry Orchard. Out of the can, though. Is that really beer? That's cider. It's a he cider. drinks his cider from there. Yeah. I like but cider. I don't drink beer, no. But Except for the... Um, what, do we, what if we do a keg show? Right. What? Keg show? What do you mean by have that? Have a keg show. We have a keg in here. We'll just start pumping each segment and have a keg show. I don't... I don't Can we get cider in the <laughs> keg? Just talk about bringing yeah. a keg. You can't just... Why not? Pony keg. Nobody's going to be here. That. Yeah. I, look, I'm not against it necessarily. Do we have to get the... Hold on. If you get a keg, Gotta you have to get bucket. the big bucket with ice? Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous <laughs> question. To. We can do it. Mm. We're on a, what are you doing on a Friday? Yeah. Well, not this Friday, but the next Friday. Let's do it. Keg show. Little, Pre-Tobin little. party for <gasps> Tobin's birthday. Oh, uh, a B-Day party. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Oh, man. All right, it's so low cup. Mm. So we go. Mm. I will you. I um, think we. Uh, mm. Nobody will be here on Friday, right? Yeah. I mean, if you want to have more people here, we can't have it on Thursday. I don't care. No. He's, no. He's not going to do anything. We're more of an ask for forgiveness type of crew, you mm. know? Or it's so low. I mean, I can just bring a 24-pack if you just prefer that. No, it's the aesthetic. It is the aesthetic. It's the aesthetic. Yeah. It's the aesthetic. Keg stand, anyone? Although, what time does a keg store open? Barry is pretty close what by, right? Time does or do you have to get store? it? The, wait. Can we just have one delivered? Uber, hmm. Uber. They eats. got kegs downstairs. It's becoming too complex. Oh, and no, now I just not. want to sing Toby Keith. Red Solo Cup. I fill you up. Let's have a party. You know who was having a party last night? Crowd is better said mid show kegger. I see nothing wrong. <laughs> uh, well, let's listen to a little bit of Doug Plagans last night, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, By the way, oh, I finally uh, met Doug Plagans and yeah, I. Oh, yes. I was taken aback by the voice in the the body. It's got a great voice, right? Yeah, yeah. no, your face said it all. You're were you expecting like a? I don't know. I don't know. I just earlier, saw. You know, mm. he's, he's he's got a lean look to him, like a Mike Inglis. Love that guy though. I'm just saying, like I just it just caught. You know, sometimes you talk to somebody forever, or you see them, or you hear their voice, and then you finally meet them, and you go, hmm. Mm. People say to me all the time, "I thought you were bigger." They want the pads. More? Pads. Right. Oh. Uh, let's start it off. First period, yeah. minutes into the game. Rhino, Sam Reinhardt getting the goal, lighting the lamp. And the puck played inside the Devils zone by Sam Reinhardt. Handled by Siegenthaler. Winds it around the boards. Kept in by Barkov over on the far wall. He's met by a couple of Devils there. Puck pop free. Rodriguez has it. A shot. Tipped and they score. And the Panthers are on the board. Sam Reinhardt out in front. May have gotten a piece of that. one nothing Panthers. 3.54 into the action. Should mention he's early way. season form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's excitement. Game, game it, it just, it's game three. Right, no? game three. He be like it. I expect because you know he brings Doug, Doug Plagans is uh, you know he just got on the Stanley Cup final run. You know. All right, I see. Got to work okay. your way up. By okay, the way, he's zero and two too. He's zero Now they're one and two. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna say he's one and two also. Uh, well, listen. I should mention by the way, Cat Talk brought to us by our friends over at. Oh, Celsius. that's a good flavor. Hockey fans, don't sit this one out when no. it's game time. Make Celsius party play and get that energy up. Game day is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of Florida, Florida Panthers. Panthers. You got to get that fruit punch. I know. I, I didn't feel like walking. All right. got to walk and, you know. Wait, who's pouring it into the Red Solo Cup? Oh, that'll be Red, red, you know, red, red Solo cup. cup. Now, can you drink? Here's the thing. Here's another reason why I don't oh, drink beer. That's a mask yeah. if I've ever heard of it. You know, here's another reason why I don't drink beer. Because when you pour it in a wrestle cup, it gets warm too fast. Mm. 
So mm-hmm. I like stuff I could put ice in my rope. I understand. Solo cup. You know what I mean? So that's why I don't drink it out of there. Do it again, Marcos. Lashing out. I'm not lashing out. You know what we should do, though? What yeah. should we do? We should get Swaggy, because Swaggy had a goal Ooh. from Matthew Kachuk. Carter Verhage lighting the lamp. Pass straight on off the stick of Jesper Brad. He'll continue in after it. Puck play down to our right. Balinskis had his man tied up. Mahura near side. Kachuk flips it out through center and caught by Brendan Smith. Verhage in backhand top shelf. He scores. Carter Verhage picked that one up, dashed in, and he beats Vanacek upstairs with a backhand. 2-0 Panthers. Yeah. Upstairs with the backhand. Oh, love it. It's crazy. Then... The Panthers, they weren't done. You know, some, scoring two goals, that's not tough. No. Scoring three goals, that's tough. John Marino has it for New Jersey. Buys some time and space. Bank pass near side. Gave it away at center. And the Panthers are back into the offensive end. Verhage bounced to Kulikov. Right circle, Kachuk in from the score. And it's Nico Mikola cruising in from the point. Jams it home. His first is a Panther. And the Panthers take a 3-0 lead with 8.42 to go here in the second. Uh, the Mikola bear getting it done. Oh, Nico first, Nico. first Panthers goal. Has he come? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> Jesus. Really happy. And uh, we'll get one more here as uh, Sam Reinhardt. He wasn't done. Here's Barkoff into the near circle. Out to Ekman Larson at the line. Backs up. Long shot. Tip. They scored. It's Sam Reinhardt on the power play. Got a stick on that. Four nothing. Panthers. There you go. So they uh, scored four. Then Devils scored three unanswered. That wasn't enough, though. They ran out of time with their stupid power plays. So, so many power plays. The Panthers, they uh, are now 1-2 and two on the season. Home opener coming up on Wednesday. That is your cat talk. Everybody. Which is, but by the way, the NHL should apologize to the Panthers. Because in every sport, your two uh, teams. Two conference champs. Your two conference champs are supposed to start at home so that you can even lift the banner or reward those fans at, for for opening day home game, right? The fact that there were three games on the road as the Eastern Conference uh, representatives mm-hmm. is a joke. Would you? Uh, we've been talking some Canes. Um, Braxton Berrios yesterday, of course, is off to a nice start with his Dolphins career. Is it some uh-huh. big catches? Big catches. Yeah, he seems like he's that that kind of that security blanket, that go-to guy. Does he? That intangible. You know. <laughs> but, of course, he had uh, they had to get yesterday his thoughts on where things stand with the Miami Hurricanes. Canes great. Here's what uh, Braxton had to say. I kind of asked you about the Canes. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the state of the union right now? <laughs> you're going to video this after that as well? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. You know, you had, a, you had a brutal loss two weeks ago. And, you know, they had a, a good first half up uh, in Chapel Hill. And then, you know, kind of kind of lost it from there. Um, but, you know, I, I do have all confidence in Cristobal, and they're, they're going to figure it out. Were you watching the brutal loss two weeks ago? Honestly, I was not, not at the end. Um, my my dad was, was on a flight. He was coming down for our game, and so I, I woke up to a text from him, um, and that's how I kind of found out. He was he was not happy, and so I, oh, I, no. I looked on uh, Google of what happened and pretty stunned. Was it a good thing that you weren't watching? That? It was absolutely a good thing. I was, I was focused on my own game, um, and that, that might have thrown me off a little bit. Man, that would have. Isn't that how you found out about the news? Yeah, same thing. Oh, rough. Same thing on my phone. 
I, w- yeah. I wait because as soon as uh, Cheney had the helmet ripped off and the bounce, I'm like, oh, thank God, that's good night. Yeah. She had to be up for the game day uncensored. Yep. And, uh, wow, I wasn't expecting to wake up to that. <laughs> Certainly wasn't. Uh, meanwhile, on uh, Tyler Van Dyke, he apparently has a leg injury, but he is good to go. Mm. He is going to practice. Uh, this was uh, Mario Cristobal not really addressing the uh, injury. Oh, okay. I saw Tyler Van Dyke um, coming in here with his right leg completely wrapped uh, in, in an ace bandage, and when they have labels, right leg is completely stiff. So he's obviously injured. Um, what's his status or what's the situation? Well, Susan, I keep telling you I don't talk about injuries. I just told one of our guys that he's ready to go. So you have to write what you have to write. And next question, please. What? So, <laughs> so, what? so, answering questions, that's not tough. That's not dodging tough. questions, that's tough. That's really tough. That's tough. He didn't even dodge it. Dismissing questions, that's Dis- tough. He just dismissed it. Dismiss your um, I mean, I don't never have a problem with like, you're looking at the obvious. Dude's walking around yeah. with a straight yeah, leg. Yeah. Well, this isn't he like asking questions. about a. You guys aren't keeping it secret exactly. Right, his right. really, leg is wrapped. Is he okay? I don't talk about injuries. That's not tough. We bear that down just like your feelings. Because that's tough. That's tough. Take a break. We'll hear a little bit from Mike McDaniel. 50 oh, minutes of game day. A little uncensored. bit? You ain't never heard a little bit from Mike McDaniel. <laughs> We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back in, everybody. Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. Get some more headlines brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. We do know trucks. Uh, Miami Dolphins are off today. They'll be back in action uh, this weekend, of course. Sunday Night Football against the Philadelphia Eagles. Should be a, uh, a great matchup. Eagles losing this past week to the Jets. Going to be a hostile environment the Dolphins are walking into. Uh, you know, there's going to be the, the haters out there. Gonna be like, oh, the Dolphins haven't beat anybody. Look, they're beating teams down, dude. They put up a 70-burger. 
you know, the, you have a, you have the the Bills are in a tickle fight with the Giants uh, on on Sunday Night Football. You had to cheat to win, and the Dolphins beat the Giants by a gazillion and knocked out their quarterback. So, you know, I get it. You know, the Dolphins in their one matchup against the Bills, they got smoked in the second half. But I think uh, I think it could be said that the Dolphins are a good team. But I would like, yeah, definitely would like them to do it against a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. I think that's going to definitely put a day uh, a statement state could potential statement game this week mm-hmm. there's some fun in that but uh mike mcdaniel even with all the victories uh that are piling up was asked about the idea of victory mondays uh yesterday and uh, not really a fan of them you know you hear me say it, it just go it's you know putting your money where your mouth is when you talk about the development of a team during the season and getting better you know the the you know, you hope that that players, um, you know, you create an at- atmosphere where you don't like. It, it's more not about avoiding the building for a day, uh, or not doing that, and making sure that we're getting better. Um, that game tape is there's nothing more valuable, um, and you know, I, I think that that prioritizing that um, victory Mondays end up meaning that you. You take some of those learning lessons and you put them put them on the day of uh, on the day that you're starting the game plan for the other opponent, um, and you know that's a I don't you know we we do it at times when when we're robbed of sleep and you know guys need some time to sleep in, but outside of that it's you know it's too valuable um, of. Uh, uh, of a teaching tool in, in our minds and, and really my mind that you want to get better from so that your best football is at the end of the year. I mean, so they're just watching film on Monday, basically, right? Just getting um, over, going you, over what they're doing. You come in, get a workout in, watch film, then go out on the field and just kind of work some lactic acid off, right? Love lactic acid. Like, um, I don't know what that means. What? <laughs> what? Dude. That rust on your heart. And you kind of just <laughs> go through that, and then that's it. So it's nothing strenuous, but I get what he's saying. He's saying like, it's first of all, it's too early. Mm-hmm. I told you that we don't, we never did that until November, December, um, because you're still at a pivotal part of the season where you're still growing, you're still trying to figure stuff out. Right. And I'm looking at it now, like, you want that defense with free time? No. Let, let's get it all squared up, you know. So, yeah. especially if uh, Fangs wants to tweak some uh, attitudes, you know, the old love to tweak an attitude. Little FTL, yeah. Fangs tough love, and then of course, you know, I think Mike McDaniel also subscribes to the fact is that you know you cheat the game, the other one cheating is cheating yourself. No, okay, Dude, no, no, don't no, come no, back no, this. no, no, nonsense. I think that's, what he, that's basically what I heard of him saying that though. A lot of cheating, cheat the game, cheat. <laughs> yeah, the only one you the, you cheat the game, the only one you're cheating is cheating yourself. I think the last one is the one that is unnecessary, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, one guy who's not cheating the game, that's Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Unless there is something in those IVs. I mean, it's tough to dub <laughs> in maybe superpowers. Maybe. But uh, this was uh, Mike McDaniel being asked about Tyreek Hill's uh, constant cramping with the IVs. No, I think um, it's something that we've we've tried, we've tooled around with. Um, he's he's as accountable as it comes. He really takes that C on his jersey serious with with being a captain. So he's trying to um, 
you know, be be hard and proactive. And you know, I'm sure he's right. I know that, um, you know, we've he he's a high octane um, uh, athlete that that is uh, that we've been proactive with um, some of the IV measures as well. And you know, it, it kind of I think it's kind of game related um, when you go a bunch of spurts where he's uh, doing some very explosive things that seems to come up. Um, we'll continue to try to, try to get ahead of that because um, we prefer when he's on the field and not off of it, for sure. It is... Uh, Thanks, Mike. I agree. Good talk. I agree. Which is why, you know, Stephen A. Smith has his name as the MVP today. Mm. Kind of. What do you think he needs? More he, he kind of named him the MVP while saying two that he's throwing two-yard two passes. That was garbage. Tyreek does yeah. the whole thing. That was garbage. So, Which it's it's funny. It's one of these things that he throw like a bomb. Yeah. Like, first of all, it's not true. Right. No, it's not. Yeah, first of all, it's not true. But that's my whole point. That we're sitting here having these conversations about things that just aren't true. Yeah, it's not true. Two is not just dumping it off to Tyreek Hill and things are happening. I mean, those plays have happened, but like, it's also ignoring the fact that Tua and Tyreek basically throw bombs to each other all the time. Well, I guess Tua is always throwing bombs to Tyreek. The other way around would be cool, though, if they didn't want Although I did see something. Did you see uh, the practice footage that came out recently? Jalen Waddell throwing and Tyreek throwing? Well, Jalen Waddell was, a, uh, I guess, a high school quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow, though, I think Mike McDaniel even addressed it and threw Mike White under, <laughs> under the bus and said that, yeah, essentially what Mike McDaniel was saying, that players are always going to be seen practicing things. That doesn't mean that they're going to necessarily do it. He said you may see uh, Mike White. You know, returning punts doesn't in practice. Mean, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't mean he's going to do it. it. <laughs> Mike White was very offended. By yeah, that. Mike White was like, "Jeez, <laughs> caught a stray." Um, but you know, focus on not throwing pick sixes, Mike White. Yeah, I mean, jeez. Um, no, but 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 I would say with uh, with this situation with Tua, like, okay, you, if you want to make the case for Tyree Kill being the MVP, I am all for it as 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 someone who likes to watch this team. I think he's got as good a case as anybody will if he especially gets on a record pace. How do you not consider that for MVP? But don't do this thing where we're going to sit here and talk about he do, Tua does nothing but dump off the ball to him and he just goes. Right. And I don't even really know what that does as a as a, uh, a service to Tyreek Hill because are you saying that Tyreek Hill blowing past everybody wide open because he's faster than everybody else is less impressive than him just taking a ball two yards and taking that to the house because I think one of the things that's a marvel with Tyreek Hill is, oh my God, he's so open. Oh my God, one on one, nobody has a shot against him. Like, right. That is what's 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 but so much fun to watch with him. He, see, everybody looks at it as Tyreek Hill just running by somebody. The most creative part or aspect of this is that they're getting defenses that are trying to double Tyreek in the single coverage. And that's the true skill of what they do offensively. For example, that safety was supposed to be over, helping over the top with Tyreek. But because defenders are stupid, soon as Tua looked left, he went to go get a pick without realizing that, uh uh-oh, your boy's getting got. So it's a whole... Like, it's a whole big picture of how they go about freeing up Tyreek Hill. Like, think about it. Every game that the Dolphins play, what is their goal? Stop Tyreek from making a big play. Mm -hmm. Nobody's done it except 
basically the Patriots because they just sat everybody deep. And then eventually they start throwing the Tyreek underneath. So, like, yeah. Does he help? Yeah, but guess what? Stop making it sound like everybody could do what Tyreek, I mean, what Tua does. Because I've said over and over again, have you seen quarterbacks throw in the middle of the field? They try to avoid it. Why? That's where all the picks are. And Tua lives there. That's right. It's cat burglar. What? Why do you insist on ruining my hot takes? <laughs> no, I was helping your hot take. That was not helping. It does too. He's a cat burglar. If you're helping me, shouldn't I know what the hell it means? You know what that means. I've said it. He's a cat burglar. He fits through tight windows. <laughs> Marcos, what? stop. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Got distracted. What? <laughs> I got distracted. You would disagree? Minus one for show poniness. The Bills stopped him. So, listen. So did yeah, the Patriots congrats, to a certain congrats extent. Congrats to the Bills. We'll take a quick break. We'll flip things over to the Miami Heat. Uh, Sports Illustrator's Rohan Nutgarden is going to join us. He did an uh, interview with Jimmy Butler recently. So we'll talk some uh, Jimmy Buckets. We'll talk some Heat with Rohan coming up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. It is Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. If you guys want to go... Don't mess with Zohan. Rohan. What? You never heard that, seen that movie? Yes. I. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen parts of it. Yeah. Mm. It's really stupid. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you guys want to go to Stars and Strings right now, call number three Ooh. to the contest line. Give us a lineup. Give us a lineup. 567-0560. Call number three to 305-567-0560. A great night of country music. It is going back to Hard Rock Live on November 1st. Your chance to win tickets to see Jordan Davis, oh. Hardy, wow. Brian Kelly, Ashton McBride, Brian Cole. Kelly, my yeah. family, not not family. <laughs> oh, okay. He was uh, half of Florida Georgia Line. They apparently had a bad breakup. Oh, I was learning yes. about this last week. Oh, really? Cole yeah. Swindell, who's going to be on Jimmy Butler's country album, Ooh. and uh, Haley Witters. They're uh, going to be there. So call it three right now to three zero five five six seven. Little too much testosterone. Sixty. Uh, you guys will win a pair of tickets oh, to Stars and Strings, <laughs> and you guys get your tickets at Stars and Strings. Let's say, remember last year we tried to figure out if Jimmy Butler was at Stars and Strings instead of mm. at a Heat game. Yep, we never knew. Still don't know. We still don't know. Well, he we ain't still gonna, don't know. He ain't going like. Well, yeah, I don't think it's you know I understand why he doesn't, but his friends were there. Kane Brown was there. I don't know. Mm, you know I'll keep my eyes open. We'll time. keep our eyes open. They have a game that night too, though, Jay Fix. So I don't think he'll be there. But let's talk to a man who did talk to Jimmy Butler recently. A fantastic article out in Sports Illustrated. There's no one like Jimmy Butler. And a man who is one of the best to cover in the NBA, Rohan Nudkarni, joining us here on the Toyota of Hollywood guest line shop. Hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Rohan, how are you, my friend? It is great to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. I can't. Is he potted up, uh, we sit next to each other. There we oh, go. There, there you we go. sit next to each other at the Heat playoff games. Yes. And this, and this is what it takes to get me on the show. You know, I, I know. Take, 
all this time. So I'm, I'm just glad to finally be here. You know, I'm happy to big have time, you. Big time, big time, like big time. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna confirm nor deny, but it's possible that Rohan and I were holding hands at one point during Game Six of the Eastern Conference <laughs> yeah. Finals. On the table. It's yeah. possible. Neither, neither will. Con- I will also not confirm or deny. It's, it's, um, yeah, we cannot. We cannot. Yeah. But listen, man, it was a great piece. Uh, he's a fascinating guy to interview. It's not an easy interview with with talking to Jimmy Butler because. He's a he contradicts you. He's a troll. So you've done this, you know. You've talked to Jimmy before, but like, what was it going into this one? Uh, what did you want to get from Jimmy, and uh, and uh, and how did that all, uh, I guess, go with this with this process, this day with Jimmy Butler, him taking over Sports Illustrated? Um, first of all, it, you know, it's such a privilege to get to talk to Jimmy. Uh, he's such a funny guy. You know, it's you said it's. Uh, I think it's really easy to interview him actually, just because of uh, how funny he is, how personable he is. He will challenge you, but he'll give you good answers. It's funny. We were at uh, at his basketball camp, which I think was at St. Thomas, um, one of the, those fancy private schools I didn't go to when I grew up down here. But uh, <laughs> we were sitting in a classroom, and he was waiting between events, and he was like, how much time do we have? And they were like, oh, you have a little bit of a break before your next event. And he looks at me, and he's like, you ready to do your interview? He's like, all right, man, you're up. He's like, I'm putting you on the spot. So he he will challenge you, like, you know, um, that's definitely something that he likes to do, but it's uh, it's really honestly just a privilege to talk to him. He's such an interesting person on and off the court. I would say that what we wanted to get out of him was not just basketball. We wanted we wanted his personality. We really wanted his personality to shine through in this issue, and I, that's what I'm really proud of because I think if you're a fan of Jimmy Butler and you pick up this issue, there's a lot of fun stuff in there. What uh, what was I think that what was the thing that you enjoyed most learning about him this time about? Just. Uh, I, you know, I, I asked him about his friendship with Carlos Alcaraz and hearing him, he was like, you know, I, it's not a secret. I don't like going to all-star break. If you don't know, now you know. But telling me about how he went to Argentina, he picked Argentina because he was like, I just wanted to see how lit it was after the World Cup. And he's like, they were still having a good time. Um, and he was like, yeah, you know, I went to go watch Carlos play and um, really appreciated him as an athlete and a person. And just hearing him how he likes to just take advantage of the opportunities he has in his life, I think is really cool. I think more NBA players should be like him. I think more people should embrace celebrity and fame and the way Jimmy Butler does. I just feel like he's having a lot more fun than everyone else. He's like world, like he's all over the world. We see pictures of him. He's all over the world. And, and we don't know how, why or whatever, but <laughs> I, I guess, you know, interviewing him, you probably get a feel for, why he went here, why he went there, what he's trying to get out of this. He seems like a, a, a pretty fascinating dude and that there's nothing on this earth that's holding him back. If he wants to do it, he'll do it and figure it out. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to, to put it. He's someone who I think he, he will execute his vision, right? And I think that he's someone who wants to broaden his horizons. I think he wants to be different. I think he wants to go against the grain. And not in, like, an annoying contrarian way. You know what I mean? I think he just – he doesn't want to fall into cliches and traps of what it means to be a basketball player. I think he'll tell you – I mean, he told me. It's in the story. He was like, don't let the NBA title fool you. I'm not – that's not just who I am. He doesn't want to be looked at as just a basketball player. Obviously, he's great at it. He takes it very seriously. I got to watch him work out for two hours after his basketball camp. This man does not take an off day. I was like, you ever think about resting? You ever think about sleeping in? Like, you still waking up at 4 a.m. every day? He said, I don't get, I didn't get to where I am by resting. At the same time, he's someone who I think 
just really enjoys life and wants new experiences, uh, doesn't want to just do all the typical things that we expect from NBA players. Ron, uh, what was, uh, I guess, his, you know, his, his attitude towards the summer of like, you know, the whole Damian Lillard saga. And, you know, there's a thought, I think, of some people that, you know, Pat Riley and the Heat let him down because they're wasting his prime years. He seems to keep just getting to the finish line, but they don't have enough to cross. So I guess what was his attitude of the Dame watch, where they are with the organization? And does he feel like the organization, I guess, owes him uh, getting him some more help to, to finally get that elusive championship? I don't think that he feels like the organization owes him. I think that he obviously – I think he would have been happy to play with Damian Lillard. I don't think that he was – I didn't get the sense that he was necessarily banging the table for the Heat to acquire him either. Um, and I, I spoke to Pat Riley about it. I asked Pat directly, do you feel pressure to acquire someone to play next to Jimmy Butler? And, you know, Pat was like, if you're making a big move with the way the new CBA is, et cetera, you have to hit on it. And I, th- I don't think that he necessarily hesitated with Damian Lillard, but I do think there was a conversation of, are we ready to go all in, second apron, all these things for someone at Lillard's age, etc. So I think it was uh, always a little bit more complicated than just going out and getting him. I asked Pat, like, how badly do you want to win for Jimmy? And even then, he brought up, he's like, it's it's a with these new rules, like the second apron, it becomes a little bit more difficult. Like Jimmy, he was like, no one's more deserving than Jimmy. So I think they're on the same page. They all want to make it work. I don't think Jimmy – I think Jimmy's tired of people counting him out. And I think that um, what happened this summer just adds more fuel to that fire, especially where people like the Bucks have overtaken him, the Celtics have overtaken him. I think he's like, I get overlooked every year anyway. Why is this any different? Right. And he's not – like, it is funny because it's almost like I, everybody, I think, every Heat fan was dying for Damian Lillard too, myself included. I would have yeah. loved him. I would, I would have loved him. Why are you looking at me like that? I lo- you, you. But now I'm not doing you it. Went, I'm not. I'm not harpooning anymore. You I'm went a different crazy. Guy. Yeah, but I'm not going to do it anymore. Oh my god! This was the last time. This is the last. Rohan, time. this man is not giving you the full Dude, truth. I'm not. He almost cried. I wanted Damian Lillard. He I almost wanted, cried. I did. I wanted okay. Damian Lillard. But I'm not going right. to do that anymore. All right? I'm not harpooning anymore. <laughs> I'm a changed man. I'm not putting on the captain's hat anymore until Anthony Edwards. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> so at least like at least like three years, I'm not doing it anymore. But I do think that they're kind of in this spot, Rohan, where it's like, yeah, everyone. I get the Bucks thing. Uh, the Celtics, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure about. Uh, we'll see. But, um, you know, this is where they like to be. And and they got they got, you know, Tyler coming in on this kind of revenge tour. So what do you make of them coming through? Spo saying, I think that we got more depth. Obviously, there seems to be a pretty big point guard hole. But, like, do you think that they should be counted out again? Or or should we be done doing that? I think it would be unrealistic to say they're the favorites. Um, And Spo, you know, Spo loves to say we have enough. That's, you know, I think Spo, if he's – you know, buried one day, his tombstone will say, we had enough. Um, <laughs> and that's his, he loves, that's his favorite saying in the world. I think we have enough. I, I don't think the heat is presently constructed can be considered favorites. I think they're probably behind Philly as well. In addition to Milwaukee and Boston. But one thing I'll add is Kyle Lowry's on an expiring deal. Uh, we'll see how it goes with him to start the season. I think things have been a little bit tense there, but in the event that they do decide to move on from Kyle, for example, we saw last year the Lakers, you know, Russell Westbrook went from unplayable to they attached a protective first to him at the deadline and got back some useful pieces. I think that there's moves out there for them to make. 
That might not be the sexy move. It might not be the splashy move. You might not be putting on the captain's hat for it. But I think there are moves that they can make that would improve them and, and get them closer to Milwaukee and Boston. So I think as presently constructed, I, I'm not. I don't think you can call them the favorites. You can't count them out. But I, I'm. I think this team can't really be judged until the trade deadline. The the incredible thing about all this is we talk about how good Boston is and how good Philly is and how good the Bucks are. But they haven't been more successful than the Heat. And we still keep doing this going into every season. It's like in most sports we say, until I see these guys get over the hump, I'm not including them. But in basketball with the Heat, we just automatically throw all these other teams above them and then the Heat do it again and we act shocked. Oh, I can't believe they got past this team again. Why is that? Like, why doesn't the success that these team this team has had with the same players and injuries, right? Why doesn't that mean anything and these other teams not chasing the Heat and getting what the Heat have? I mean, it's a great question, and I think that's kind of been the story of Jimmy the last four years. I don't think any team has overachieved more than the Miami Heat. You know, I mentioned this in the story. Think about the summer of 2019, LeBron and AD team up. Kawhi and Paul George team up. Uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving team up. Eventually, James Harden joins them. Now you got Kevin Durant with Bradley Beal and Devin Booker in Phoenix. You have all these different team-ups happening, yet over the last three years, no, no team has more finals appearances and playoff wins in the Miami Heat. And I think that's all directed to Jimmy. I mean, Bam obviously plays a big role, but I think Pat called Jimmy the straw that stirs the drink. It, it all starts with him. I think it's because people were not expecting Jimmy to be as good as he is in Miami, frankly. I think people had a lot of respect for Jimmy around the league, but didn't really view him as a top 10 guy. And I think he's unquestionably a top 10 player in the NBA right now, just based on what he's done over the last four years. I, I, part of it is just the Heat are have shown to be just a different team in the playoffs than what they've been over the regular season the last four years as well. Uh, they've been a solid regular season team over the last four years, but something about the the style of playoff basketball, they just turn into a different beast, frankly. So they're a team that, that makes it very hard to judge, right? I mean, well, Rohan, they were the number one seed, say, what, two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago, they were the number one seed. So even during the regular season, they were like, oh, they're the number one seed, but everybody was hurt. As <laughs> soon as they get healthy, they'll run over the heat. That's what we heard when they were the number one seed. It's been so many very... No, it, it's a... <laughs> It's a fair point. It's a fair point. I I think that people just don't know what to expect at this point from guys. Like, when we we obviously here in South Florida, we see Gabe up close, Max up close, mm-hmm. Caleb Martin up close. But even those guys go to another level sometimes in the playoffs that I think can yeah. be very hard to predict. So, uh, I it, listen, it's a very tough team to get a read on. Even this year, I keep being like, <laughs> well, surely they're going to take a step back. But it's like, how can you count them out? I feel, right. you know, it, it's a, a tough team to get a read on. I think the thing that's going to be interesting, Ron, is going to be Tyler because, you know, he seems like he's coming into this whole thing and handled everything with the right attitude. Clearly a little bit of pissed offness, but I think it's almost maybe Mm -hmm. going to be a benefit to him. What do you think is, I guess, the fair outlook to him because he's going to turn 24 in the middle of the year, so it's kind of going from, like, you know, baby in the league to, like, starting to creep towards Mm -hmm. the prime. What do you think is a fair outlook for Tyler? Fair outlook is tough. I mean, listen – I, I haven't necessarily always been the biggest hero fan. I'm really impressed with the way he handled the summer. I think that showed a lot of maturity. Um, that's it, It's not easy what he's been through this summer, not only being bandied about in the trade rumors, but then hearing, 
over and over again, teams don't want you, you're not a good trade chip, et cetera. I don't think he could have handled it any better than he has. In terms of the fair outlook for him, I'm, I'm not looking at, you know, points for game. I'm not looking at all that. I think the two things are going to be important to me. Um, three things, I should say. Free throw attempts, three-point attempts, and defense. That's what it's going to come down to because he, he's a talented player. He can score. But can he get to the rim and score more efficiently? Can he shoot? He's such a good three-point shooter. Will he shoot more threes? Get rid of those mid-range shots. Will he shoot more threes? And at the end of the day, if you want to be an impact player in this league, if you want to be an impact player in the playoffs, you got to be able to play defense. And I think there's a reason why the Heat have looked really good with Max Struess the last couple of postseasons in the lineup. Because Max, even if he's not a great defender, will hold his own on that end of the floor. Mm-hmm. That's something that Tyler has not been able to do consistently enough. So I think, to me, it's not even about points per game, et cetera. I, I think he's highly motivated. There's no question about that. But at the end of the day, he's got to, he's got to – prove it defensively if he's going to be an impact player for this team in the postseason. Ron, isn't that a heat staple, though? A heat staple. You come in with a certain skill, and we help you develop all the other skills that you are lacking, whether it's defense, whether it's shooting, whether it's ball handling, whether it's getting to the rim. So he's only four years in. Like, And, and we all say that the the your prime is 26-27. Why are we doing this with all these young players? That it has to happen now when, if you look at the history of the NBA, it doesn't happen until they're 26-27. I agree. Let me put it this way. I definitely think he has room to grow in his game. He's right. not a finished product. I think the the reason why there's such a spotlight on him is because this team is clearly ready to win now, right? So they're asking. I they got, they got yeah. to put more on his plate. He was such a big part of that first finals run as a rookie. Obviously, 37 against Boston in that memorable game in the bubble. So it might be a little bit unfair how much is being put on his plate as such a young player. Um, but that that's the that's the consequence of being on a championship contender, right? I think and I think Tyler welcomes that. Like he welcomes that attention. He said over and over again, I deserve to be in, in this class of players and, and he obviously wants to prove it. I really respect that. Um but you know that when you're on a championship team, when you're on a team that's trying to win, that kind of spotlight comes with it. Talking to Rohan Nakarni, you can read his article. There's no one quite like Jimmy Butler on SI.com. It's a really early. Before we get you out of here, Rohan, what was the most goosies-inducing thing that Pat Riley told you? Oh, God. There's so many goosies things that Pat Riley told me. I'm going to tell you a few real quick. Now I know you guys hang out too much (laughs) because you knew right away what goosies meant, and now I'm scared. Now I'm scared. (laughs) He told me that uh, I was like – I asked him. He had a quote in his uh, press conference at the end of the season about how Jimmy doesn't need a pat on the back. Um, for motivation, and I asked him about that, and Pat goes, that reminds me when Michael Thompson walked into my office in 86 after we traded for him on the Lakers, and he walked right up to my desk and said, Coach, I don't need a pat on the back to be motivated. I was like, whoa. Um, He told me that Mickey Arison called him uh, during the, I believe it was the 07, uh, 06, 07 season. You might remember the year that they were terrible. They ended up getting Beasley in the draft. He's losing a bunch of games. It's the last year of Pat he says mickey calls him and says why don't you just step down and let spo take over the team why are you taking all these losses here you know pat riley you're a legend pat tells me that uh he was like i didn't want to give the team over to spo because he probably would have won too many games uh down the stretch um and then uh oh gosh there was one more oh yes he told me so i'm going to tell you guys the story but i'm still trying to report it out I, i unfortunately spo was in east asia during a lot of the reporting for the story. So I didn't get to ask him about this, 
But Pat Riley said the first night that they signed Jimmy, him, uh, Pat, Eric, and Jimmy were at dinner together. I think some other people were there. He said their first night meeting, Spo and Jimmy got into an argument. And he said they were both heated and they had to agree to disagree. Um, but it's just, that sounds yeah, man, like, they're, they're always on. They're always perfect. on. That sounds like Jimmy and it sounds like Spo. <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous. Rohan, thanks for the time, man. Thanks, really Rohan. appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Thank you for having me on. There you go, man. Uh, go check it out. There's no one quite like Jimmy Butler. Rohan Nutcarney does a great felt, job. Go I follow felt like him. you. Hmm? Defending the Heat. I know. No, Look at you. It, it, no, the facts are the facts, dude. You can't just – I can't just – like everybody has this, this, you know, idea of what the Heat are, and it starts with the people that write about the Heat. Yeah. You have the facts. You know what these, these guys have done, what Jimmy has done. And yet the only thing we've got out of this offseason is – Jimmy can't do it by himself. Tyler's not good enough. And we don't do that with young players. I know. We don't do that with Tyler's 24 years old. I'm rubbing the off guy's on already you. been six play, six man of the year, and we've already dismissed him for all the things he can't do. I'm just glad you agree with me, dude. I don't. Stop it. <laughs> you guys are like samesies. Nope. Exactly, dude. Yeah. He don't need you, DJ Khaled. Sam. Back up to this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.